right, y'all. I want to hear first time you ever had a prayer answered. What you got? Do you remember, TJ? No, nope, you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> TJ Listen. says, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> so please do. It'll too. come. Wow. It'll come, TJ. <laughs> um, I... No, I remember so clearly because we went to Mexico on a cruise and you know how they like you go to all those shops and they, like you can buy stuff there. I like my mom gave us like this certain amount of money and everyone was buying so many things. But I just so bad wanted one thing, but it was expensive. And so my mom was like, if you get this, you can only get one thing. And I was like, no, it's OK. I will choose that. And it was this little purse and shoes that like they like engraved with my name. It was like Dora. It was like a Dora purse and Dora shoes, and they like said Grace on them, and I was obsessed with them. And I lost them right when I got home, oh. like the like the day I got home, like yeah, I lost tragic. them. And I prayed all day that I would find. It was my left Dora shoe, and I prayed all day <laughs> that I would find it. And then I and I still remember where I found it, and that's the first time I remember a prayer being answered. That's a big moment right there. For my Dora shoes. Do you still have them? Like he told you? No, I wish I still had them. I don't know why I don't. My mom probably, my dad probably threw him away. He's kind of a throwaway guy. Wait, so how did it work? Like, did it, did you like feel where they were? Or did you have like a whisper? No, I just, did I you thought. you have a whisper? I thought, I should check in the front closet. And then I checked and it was just right there. And I was like, oh my gosh. Gods. And then I hurried and said a prayer. Mm. Welcome everyone to This Is Kingdom. I'm Grace. I'm Talon. I'm TJ. This week, we are going to be studying the conference talk, Jesus Christ is Relief by President Camille N. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, like, I'm trying to think about, when did we meet? Two years ago? Is that true? Almost. Almost two years ago. Two years ago in July. Okay. Well, me and TJ met over two years ago. Okay, yeah, but you us came three. In, you came to the party late. But, but it's us good. three. Yeah. So, some of you, like, probably already know how we met, but whatever happened is right before we met, my life sort of fell apart, <laughs> so that's lucky. Did you say right before or right after? Right before. Oh, okay. Right before. Right that's before. Okay, right before. <laughs> and, um... Like, I just, like, kind of had a really messy situation happen with friends, and it was kind of sad, and it was, like, really tragic to me, and I then I, like, went to Mexico, and I, so I went to Mexico, and it was to, like, work in this orphanage to teach English, and, like, mostly to teach sports class, which was, I was really unqualified for, but I went anyways, which is a story for another time, but I went, and I, like, the reason I went is because, like, I just felt like I really needed, like, a restart, like, I was like, I just, like, can't do this anymore. And I was, like, kind of just, like, running from a lot of anxiety and a lot of, like, heartbreak from, like, situations that happened with my friends. Like, I just, like, really needed a big break. Like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I want to get out of it. And um, I went to Mexico on, like, in, like, this, like, 12-passenger van. And they were like, we can get you to Mexico, but we can't get you home from Mexico. And I was like, not a problem. Like, that's fine. That's chill. And I just like didn't really care about it. And then like a week before I had to come home, I really started caring about it because I didn't have a ride. And so I like finally was like, I need a ride. And like literally, I am not kidding you, by the grace of God, they can attest, like Talon and TJ came and picked me up from Mexico, which was really weird because we didn't know each other at all. Like I had never met them. I had never heard of them. Like it was like two complete strangers like came to pick me up from Mexico. And um, then we drove home. There's there is no better way to meet someone than a road trip. True. Oh, it's the best bonding, no doubt. Yeah, no you, doubt about you it. Kind of stuck. Yeah, we became best <laughs> yeah. friends. We had to because we were on a road trip. So we like drive home all together, and for them it was probably just like another like instance of like meeting someone. Like it was just like I like I don't know. I actually haven't really ever talked to you guys about this. Yeah, not true. It was so special for all of us, and you know that. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I just I didn't want to like put words in your mouth, and I but like I got home, and the entire drive home, like there, I do not remember like 
two minutes straight that like were awkward or like were uncomfortable or like we didn't have anything to say. Like it was just like, it just like worked. Like we drove home and it was just like, we were like best friends instantly. And I got home and I was back into that same life that I was like kind of running away from. And I remember thinking like, oh, like I think that I can do this now because of them. Like I remember like praying when I got home and I was like, God, like please keep them in my life actually for real. Because like, I think that like I could do this if I knew that like I had like other people in it with me. You know, and why are you um, getting so tender on us today, Greg? Got <laughs> tissues in here? Where the tissues at? And <laughs> it made me think. Like, I thought about the people that I was friends with, and like the people that I wanted to be friends with, and all of this stuff. But like, the thing that I thought the most about you two is that I was like, oh, like they actually are living their baptismal covenant. Like, they like know what it looks like to like actually be like, oh, this person needs help. Let me help them. Like, oh, this person needs a little more Jesus. Like, let me bring him to them and I just like remember thinking so clearly like oh I don't think that I could have come back to life after Mexico and like done it well and happy and like been fulfilled if I hadn't had met you guys like I just like really don't think that it would have worked and I think we have a lot of expectations on what relief feels like and looks like and Mm -hmm. like in that moment I did my relief like I like had this vision when I went to Mexico that I was like going to find myself in Mexico and it was going to be so good. And I was like going to be this whole new person and like come home. And like, that's the relief that I thought I was going to feel. And instead, like God actually just gave me two best friends. And I think that sometimes we forget that relief is actually, it's not always directly from Jesus Christ, but sometimes maybe it's from each other. And that's what it looks like to live your covenants. Well, this is one of my favorite parts about this talk from Camille. It says, often he performs, it's talking about Jesus, often Jesus performs that kind of relief through us. And I think sometimes we might feel like God's being silent or like Jesus isn't doing anything, but he's like, no, actually I'm like sending people in your life left and right. And I feel like sometimes when I just sit down and like think about who he's placed in my life, I realize like, oh, actually he's been like very actively involved like with everything happening, even though I didn't like see him directly, you know? Yeah, I remember preparing for our trip and I almost didn't go because, you know, I didn't have the passport and I just kept getting ticked off because like I went to, uh, I had to to get my passport. I had to do some money order things. So I was just like at 7-Eleven. It, it felt more crazy for me, but talking about it, it it's not really that hard. <laughs> but I was like a 7-Eleven. I didn't know what a Sometimes money order in the was. Moment, like, in I the could, moment, it seems like a lot more work. Yeah, like I couldn't even understand the lady. And I called my mom and I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this thing. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just like, I'm just let Talon go. And my mom was like, you get in that car with Emily. And I just remember um, just being like, oh, man, I don't want to do it. But my mom helped me. And I, it, but anyway, how it relates to this, I just feel like when it comes to us being the relief, kind of Christ's relief for other people. I I think sometimes the main thing is just to like show up, you know what I mean? But sometimes it's tough. Like sometimes there's opposition. Sometimes there's uh, things in the way, but something that I learned from this uh, is just the importance of just, you know, doing what I had to do. And then that prepared me to get in the car. And then we all had this beautiful experience, right? And what I can't stop thinking about is that you two had absolutely no idea that I needed relief so bad. 
Like you had no idea that like my life fell apart. You didn't even know me at all. You didn't know anything about me. Like you had no idea that we, I was like. We knew a little bit because your mom kind of exposed you left and right. We got some tea. Typical. <laughs> Typical of Emily. But like you didn't know. Like you know what I'm saying? Like when you signed up for a trip to Mexico, True. you didn't know that like my life had fallen apart like a month before that. Like you didn't know. Like you had no idea that that happened. But like God did, you know? And I think that there's a lot of times in our lives like you are walking down the school hallway or you are on the football field or you are like showing up to lacrosse practice or you are like in the school library studying for finals and like you are looking around and like it's just another day and you're like oh yeah like it's fine like I just showed up to the library or I just showed up at practice or oh yeah I'm just in the hallways because this is what I do every single day and it made like all I can think about all day is like oh like what if instead of looking around and just being like, oh, yeah, these are the people I'm surrounded by, you started thinking, oh, I bet every single person here needs relief. And maybe the person sitting next to you in the library just went through a breakup. Or maybe the kid walking down the school hallways actually hasn't gone to lunch with his friends ever because he doesn't have anyone to invite him to lunch. Or maybe the person on the football team is actually having really big struggles at home. And like all they are begging for and praying for is for someone to invite them to their house to like do something that night. And I think there's a lot of beauty in just showing up and saying, you know what? I'm not here just for like, this experience, but I'm actually here to bless. So like God, like open my eyes because I want to be on Jesus's team. Like I want to like walk arm in arm with him and be like, hey, who needs my help and how can I help them? Mm. This, part, this part is like blowing my mind right now. What it says in the talk is our covenantal blessing is to partner with Jesus Christ in providing relief. And when you read that sentence, it should say like, our covenantal covenantal responsibility is to do that. But I love how she words it. It's like, it is our blessing to partner with him. Cause it's like the sweetest thing to like walk side by side with Jesus, doing what he would do, giving relief. And I've realized the more that I'm focused on that, I feel like there's so much like culture right now. Like you need to focus on you. Like the more you focus on you, the more your life is going to get better. The more you're going to figure out your problems. But Jesus is like, asked each of us, like, go out and comfort, go out and give relief, like, go out and lift. And I believe so deeply in my soul that the more we do that, the more we are healed, the more we grow, the more we become, the more we find joy when that's not our focus, when we aren't our focus. But when our focus is others, he heals us in ways we could never heal ourselves. So as Talon saying this, um, I'm just thinking, like, you're one of the best people that's living this. Yep. Like you do this, mm. like you're always, and then, and then you roped Dre into it and Dre was already doing that too. But I mean, um, you know, you and your wife, Dre, you guys have like designated nights, right. And like designated time where you're just like, I'm gonna go visit like this widow and you guys over here just balling out just spiritually, just blessing lives. So, but I have mm. to ask you because for so many of us, a lot of us want to get there. A lot of us want to turn outward. A lot of us want to show up to bless and show up to serve, but we kind of let, you know, different things get in the way. Um, fears or insecurity, whatever. I got to ask you, like, what helps you do this so well? Um, the first thing that came to my mind was stop making excuses. And I heard, uh, is this guy who spoke in church one time? He's like, guys, God is faster than Satan. And I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? He's like, you're going to get all these thoughts to do good things first, but then Satan's going to come right after and be like, no, but you shouldn't because that'll look weird. Or no, you shouldn't because you have to worry about this. Or all these other reasons not to do it. All these excuses will come up right after. And after he said that, I'm like, it's actually the truest thing. Every single day, I will get these thoughts to do good, to reach out to someone, to comfort, to lift. 
And every single time, some excuse will follow it because Satan's slower, but he'll always show up. And so I've realized the more that I just like cut out the excuses. If I have a good thought, if I think of someone that needs love, like just do it. Don't make excuses. Go. Mm. There are so many people that need relief, Mm -hmm. that need Jesus, that need peace, that need some sort of blessing. What a thrill that we have the blessing of being the person that helps. I cannot think of like a better way to spend my life than like waking up every single morning and thinking like, okay, God, put me somewhere where I can help someone fill Jesus. Like I can be the means of like them finally getting relief. I love that so much. And I just love the, from the talk, she shares the story, right? With the friends who take their, who take the, took the dude who was all messed Mm -hmm. up. He had a palsy. Yeah. Something like that. He was just jacked up, I remember, in the video. <laughs> I think it says that in the scriptures. He was um, jacked up, right? That, yeah. But I just, looking at that story, I think in high school, I was so obsessed with trying to be, like, popular, like, trying to have so many friends. But I love thinking about this story, and I love thinking about, like, real life. Like, my most fulfilling times with friends is when I have, like, a couple friends who, like, really got my back, like, hardcore. You know what I mean? Mm. And... Some of my favorite moments in life has has been not when I was surrounded with a ton of people or not when I had a great, uh, just a big, I don't know, when I felt popular or whatever, but it's when I had a few core friends and when I knew that I could rely on them to help bring me to Jesus or bring me relief when I'm down and then flip side that they could rely on me that I would show up and do my best. You know what I mean? So I think that's something really cool to strive for. Something I've seen, um, seen in my life is just, uh, you know, small circle, have each other's backs, you know? And it's like Jesus, right? With the disciples, had a small circle, same values, same goals, had each other's backs anyway. And I can't help but think that, like, those four friends probably had just as a miraculous day as the boy who was healed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, like, when you think about their history, they're not telling any other day. They're telling the day that wasn't dedicated to them at all. Mm. Like, the day that they would tell their grandkids about was the day that they went all out for somebody else. And I'm like, dang, like that's how I want to spend my days, going all out for the people around me because those are going to be the memorable days. Be the four. Be mm. the four. All right, TJ. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm going to sing a song, if that's okay. Get it. <clears throat> Who am I to judge another when I walk imperfectly in the quiet heart is hidden sorrow that the eye can't see who am I to judge another Lord? I would follow thee, Lord, I would follow thee. Let's go. See you next week.